Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 87 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 139 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT going down taped from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, and this show will be taped next week as well. It will go back live in early October, and hopefully we will get rid of of the Nickelodeon color scheme officially. We still got the splash of color despite the logo change from Technicolor to white and gold during the end of last week's episode of 2.0, the final 2.0 at that. And the show was good, but we had some questionable booking decisions that boggles the mind. And we're going to start with a pre-taped segment involving Carmelo Hayes and Solo Sokoa, who won the NXT North America Championship last week from Carmelo Hayes. They're in Shawn Michaels' office, and Shawn notes that because Solo entered the match illegally last week, because this was a fan vote won by Wesley, he was jumped by Carmelo and Trick Williams. Solo snuck in the back door, got the championship match, won the title, but it was unsanctioned. So therefore, Solo has to relinquish the North American Championship, and he can't believe this. Neither can I. Carmelo's happy as hell, and Solo gives up the title, and he says, you know what I had next? I got next. I beat Carmelo. This too shall pass. Sean wishes Solo every success on the main roster, and he bids him adieu, and Carmelo thinks he's getting the championship back outright but Sean reminds him oh no 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 you gotta earn this in a five-way ladder match at Halloween Havoc on Saturday October 22nd on Peacock and we will have four qualifying matches to determine who he will face for that championship via a ladder match in six weeks time I hated this because it made no sense Solo defended the championship on Smackdown against Madcap and it was sanctioned So how do we go from sanctioned to unsanctioned in a few days? And Solo's got to give up the belt. Why? He really couldn't keep it into Halloween Havoc when he could lose by not being pinned because someone beats him to the ladder first. That would have been a fine outcome. It would have been even better to have the championship shine on the main roster and rotate between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT when need be. Solo would have been a huge star on this show as a guy that has main roster clout but still shows love to the white and gold brand. What was this decision making? I don't get it. It's overcomplicating a very easy storyline. Solo would not have been pinned in a ladder match. He would have been protected and brought back to SmackDown. Still strong as a member of the bloodline. The only bright spot was Sami Zayn immediately tweeting a happy face knowing that, hey, guess what? I'm not the only one in the bloodline without a championship now. Solo joins his club of having no belts alongside me. So, yay. But, God, they made an easy situation so much more difficult than it had to be. Let that North American title shine on the main roster for a month. Let it be something that you can really say will make a difference across all three brands. But they opted to go in a direction that was so lazy and dumb. And now we have to crown a new champion again. And I love Carmelo. I truly do. But I don't want him to win the championship again. I think it's time for him to elevate himself to the NXT title against Braun Breaker before year's end. That's my strong suggestion at this point. Whoever qualifies for this ladder match should win the belt. They should be crowned as the guy who's got next on this revamped NXT roster. 
and we'll see how it goes. But the start of the show left a very bitter taste in my mouth because Solo was so great as champion for all of a week. Had a title defense sanctioned on SmackDown, but now it's unsanctioned on 2.0. Now no more. And the worst part is we had somebody hit the music. The ring announcer declared this a championship match. The bell rung. The referee counted three and a champion was crowned. To quote Carmelo and Trick, everybody that was a part of this shit should be fired. In kayfabe, of course. What dumbass booking all the way around. All for nothing. When we got that moment last week that was oh so sweet. But let's recenter ourselves. <laughs> Take a deep breath. And let's talk about the opening match of NXT, which is great, involving Nathan Fraser and Axiom. I loved this match. Both men have great in-ring chemistry. The counters and the near falls were great. The transitions were silky smooth as always. And an early highlight was Axiom blocking a Nathan Fraser dive on the outside as Fraser landed very hard on the floor as we go to commercial break. We come back and Axiom's going for the golden ratio. Leg Larry, but he is blocked with a super kick courtesy of Nathan Fraser for a very close near fall. Axiom's transitions into submissions was fantastic it was so smooth and seamless turns a labelle lock into a ddt guillotine submission attempt to almost wear out nathan fraser he does escape but he gets stomped in the head by axiom and the fans kind of boo at this thinking "Mm, that's a little bit heelish sir so nathan fraser is going to counter a top rope move by axiom lands an avalanche superplex into a twisting suplex a la his mentor Seth Rollins and lands a gorgeous Phoenix splash to pick up the win to even this series at one apiece as they will have their rubber match in the not too distant future. I loved this. It was a highlight of the night prior to the main event, which was equally as great. Fraser is so good in every way. Axiom's great too. I just want a kid back because I hate this guy's face being completely covered up because he can't express himself. The body language is doing it for me, but the face, I need more expression. Just redo the mask, or better yet, unmask him and let him be a kid or axiom without the mask. Just saying. You can be a mathematician without the mask elements of it. But great opener to NXT to make up for that shit show involving the future of the NXT North American Championship. Next up, we'll get some more hidden truths from Damon Kemp regarding his betrayal to Diamond Mine. And he lets us know that he beat up Roderick Strong and Roddy found out that Damon Kemp was the one being paid off by Tony D'Angelo when he was given those hand signals a few weeks ago. And he had the evidence on his phone. And that's when Damon Kemp smashed it to cover himself. And that led to the beatdown in the parking lot and the ultimate betrayal of Diamond Mind at Worlds Collide a few weeks ago. And he dares a member of the Creeds to face him one-on-one. And Brutus is up for the challenge next week, which should be good if given time, of course. Next up is Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan and Jesse Jane versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. And this match is fine for what it was. Ivy was going through it because she is a part of Diamond Mine and this drama affects her directly and it did so throughout this match. She shut off her power and strength as always but ultimately she is hit with the high-low courtesy of Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan as they pick up the win and try to put themselves back in contention for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Next up are my least favorite people on NXT. The Schism, Joe Gacy, Rip Fowler, Jagger Reed, my two orderlies from Arkham Asylum and their leader talking about Cameron Grimes and recruiting members to their crew. Thankfully, Idris Fay and Malik Blade spare us from this shit as they land some dives on the outside to Reed and Fowler. As we lead to Reed and Fowler versus Malik Blade and Idris Fay. this match was fun. I really love the talents 
of Idris Sanofe and Malik Blade as a team. They have potential. Blade's drop kicks are still a bit off. He's still green in spots, but he can take flight when need be. Land a nice dive on both members of the schism at ringside. As we go to commercial break, we come back and Malik Blade is going to make the hot tag to Idris. And he's a house of fire. Very athletic. Delivers nice drop kicks to Fowler and Reed at one point. And in a highlight, we have Idris Anofe lift Malik Blade into an assisted rough rider on Rip Fowler for a very close near fall. As they go for another double team spot on Rip Fowler, Jaggery is going to pull the ropes back, which causes Malik to fall on the floor in a very rough spot jagger gets the blind tag and he is going to launch off the back of his tag team partner rip fowler and land a canadian destroyer on Idris Sanofi in a great spot before landing ticket to Mayhem for the win. Very grizzly young veterans of them as they win this match. And it should be noted the hooded stranger that's been around doing some recruitment work for the schism was in the crowd watching this match in a mask and a red hoodie. Their identity will be revealed very soon and I am pretty sure in saying that it's a woman. Her intentions shall be known in due time as the mystery continues to unfold. Next up is Wendy Chu versus Corey J. This was a fine match as Wendy Chu is laid off the sleeping gimmick a bit, no longer taking naps in between spots as she works over Corey J at one point, lands a nice suplex on Cora, but Cora is going to block an attack in the corner by Wendy and land the Jake the Snake Roberts DDT for the win. Solid match to get Cora back on track. And Wendy, this gimmick needs a reset as we christen in the white and gold era, but she got greeted with the boot by Lash Legend as their feud heats up on the no longer 2.0 edition of NXT. Next up is Trick Williams of Carmelo Hayes complaining about what happened last week when he lost the North American Championship. As I alluded to earlier, the timekeeper, the ring announcer, the production truck member that hit Solo's music should all be fired in kayfabe according to Trick and Melo, and they still assert mellow as the true a champion of NXT which leads to Chase University coming out to tell Carmelo which did last week was a teachable moment they get into a fight which leads to a tag team match between Brody Hayward and Andre Chase versus Carmelo Hayes and Shrook Williams and this match was a lot of fun the crowd loves Chase U one of my favorite gimmicks in WWE today and Chase does his stomp C-H-A-S E-U. Was it that spell? Chase you the trick, which is always fun. The trick lands a nice pop-up European uppercut to down Chase for a bit, but ultimately Carmelo gets the hot tag, goes for a springboard crossbody, gets caught by Chase, who lands a cradle roll-up combination for the win over the former A champion. This is a huge upset, and I'm very mixed on it because if you're gonna pin somebody, you pin Trick Williams. You don't pin Carmelo Hayes two weeks in a row. This is fixable booking, but questionable booking on last night's show after Melo lost last week and loses last night to Andre Chase who's very good he's grown on me a lot in the last year or so one of the best gimmicks in wrestling today and I'm happy he's got it over at the PC it could have some main roster appeal someday but I just would prefer him to get the win over Trick versus Carmelo who needs a bit more momentum heading into Halloween Havoc as he vies for a shot to become a three-time North American championship if he can climb the ladder of course next up is Aura Mensa making his NXT debut versus Grayson Waller in a qualifying match for the aforementioned ladder match for the North American championship at Halloween Havoc and this was a nice showcase for Aura Mensa he was able to do a backflip off the chest of Grayson Waller do his patent I'm gonna do my stump like I'm a badass and piss off Grayson Waller Grayson does fight back with an elevated belly to back suplex he's in control as he's going for that rolling stunner but he is cut off by Apollo Crews who is bleeding from his eye the eye that 
Grayson Waller went after a couple of weeks ago on 2.0 and it's bleeding for reasons because that's his psychic eye and he can't see visions right now and the distraction leads to Oromensa landing a dive on Grayson Waller on the outside followed by a spinning heel kick to advance to the ladder match for a shot at the North American Championship at Halloween Havoc in six weeks time on Peacock. This match was fine. I want a bit more from Oromensa who could go in the ring. This is all about the larger story of Apollo Crews getting a measure of revenge on Grayson Waller and hopefully getting his win back in the very near future because as we all know we can see into the future bloody eye with standing of course and now it is time for our main event involving JD McDonough and Tyler Bate for a shot at the NXT championship we got Braun Breaker on guest commentary and I love Braun because he was in awe of Tyler Bate throughout this match. I love the bromance. I love the idea of a Steiner Brothers being reborn via a future tag team with these two. He was blown away by everything that Tyler Bate did in this match. He was just over the moon with this action. He was speechless at certain points on commentary. But this is a great match. Tyler Bate is so over with this crowd and they love him and they are rooting for him to win this match. An early highlight was Bate and McDonough trading at least a dozen roll-up counters back and forth over and over and I just love the transitions throughout. At one point, JD's going to deliver some stiff kicks to the face of Tyler Bate as the actor spills on the outside with Bate delivering a tope to McDonough that rocks him against the announce table. Breaker gets up in excitement and Bate is immediately swarmed by McDonough who slams him face first into the announce table. They get back in the ring and Tyler Bate catches McDonough and he's going to land a nice suplex followed by a standing shooting star press for two from there this match gets really fucking great as Bate is going to go for the airplane spin with speed McDonough is going to cut off Bate and Bate is sitting to the outside ring after a low bridge McDonough goes for a beautiful ACI moonsault on the outside to Bate followed by a 450 splash for a near fall immediately goes for a brain buster for another two count as bait won't give up so both guys are in standing position face to face and they are laying in stiff punches over and over and over again the fans are popping for this slugfest this bit of British strong style on NXT white and gold and I am loving this battle at one point Tyler Bate is going to go for his springboard clothesline he's going to get hit with a standing Spanish fly by McDonough but in doing so he gets punched in the face by Tyler Bate as he goes for the cover a great fucking spot eventually both men are fighting on the top rope jockeying for position and Tyler Bates going for the Tyler driver 97 off the top rope but McDonough lands a headbutt followed by a top rope avalanche Spanish fly into the devil inside CEO to suplex for the win to earn a shot at the NXT championship against Braun Breaker and they have a face-to-face standoff in the ring and then we hear the sweet sounds of former NXT UK champion Ilya Dragunov see music he comes out He's over. The fans love him. He stands in front of JD McDonough who's having a meltdown because he cannot believe that Ilya Dragunov ruined his moment. And Braun Breaker doesn't give a shit. He is happy to see Ilya Dragunov. He smiles. He beams. He's holding up the championship high in the air. He doesn't care. Like, I'm looking forward to whatever this is going to be. Probably Halloween Havoc between Dragunov, JD McDonough, and Braun Breaker for the NXT title. It's going to be a great match. I love Ilya Dragunov to the moon and back. It's so good to have him on NXT White and Gold, this revamped brand. And he is going to be an asset. 
upset. And the good news is he can get over on the main roster because he's not going to be judged for his size. And that's all that matters to me. He's a great talent. His match against Walter at TakeOver 36, the last TakeOver last August, was an absolute treat to watch. It was my WWE match of the year, bar none. One of the best matches WWE has ever done. And to see him stateside again with that swag and that energy of being one of the very best is a great thing to see. And Breaker was marking out for it. And for that, I respect him. He's such a student of the game. And he just loves great shit. And that match between McDonough and Bate was pretty damn good. To wrap up a very all-over-the-place booking-wise episode of NXT, I hated the beginning of the show with Solo Sequoia being stripped of the NXT North American Championship. I despise that decision, but I talked about it already. Carmella losing two weeks in a row was definitely a choice. JD, not my first choice to win that match against Tyler Bate, but I expect Ilya Dragunov, Breaker, and McDonough to deliver magic for the NXT title at Halloween Havoc in six weeks' time on Peacock. So I can take the good with the bad. We have one more tape show to get through until this show is completely reset. In two weeks, live on USA, I want a new color scheme besides white and gold. No more Nickelodeon splash colors. I want a reimagined show with the lights still on, not dimmed, because, you know, that wasn't my vibe back then. But I expect some skulls and poppy to return to bring us back to NXT late 2020 but we'll see how it goes in the next couple of weeks as I can only imagine the redesign we're going to get via the new 3.0 version of NXT and on that note this wraps up episode number 87 of the NXT Nightcap recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand I hope you enjoyed it as always you can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Receptopia they can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw NXT AW Dynamite Friday Night Smackdown on Fox and AW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do? Search Receptopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Tune Up as Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 82 of the Dynamite Effect, recapping the Grand Slam edition of AW Dynamite going down live from Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.